Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Get ready for a Shane McMahon pushing, rambling, rambling rabbit, let's take that again, rambling rabbit smashing, six-man tagging episode of your favorite brothers doing what they do best, discussing. Matt, we're going to cover everything from ABW's Firefest being free to Alistair Black basically saying, hold the door. To Shane McMahon finally getting the big push he deserves. It's about time, right? <laughs> that and so much more, Matt. Another week. How the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. I actually have some sun coming into uh, my office right now. Uh, we're usually recording at like 9, 10 o'clock at night. But uh, Stanley Cup Finals Game 7 is tonight. And I just have been putting that on the back burner too many times. And I'm not going to put Game 7 on the back burner. That's right. You're you got a media member card, so you're gonna be on the ice tonight. Yep. Can't miss that. <laughs> Can't miss that. You got a hot episode of the BOD, and then you're heading out to. We're we're probably gonna hockey. have to start uh, recording soon uh, for the Detroit Red Wings podcast that's coming out <laughs> shortly. Uh, the official start is in the fall, but I'm sure it wouldn't hurt to cover the draft. So that's. If you're a Red Wings fan, uh, keep an eye out because I will be certainly using all the people that follow Brothers of Discussion to see uh, the re-re-releasing. Uh, I feel like Bob's Burgers with the grand re-re-opening. Um, <laughs> this is just gonna be real Kingdom Hearts. We're just we're just a lot of cross promotion. We're gonna get wrestling. Well, it's more like it's Star more like Wars, Final Fantasy, Marvel Heroes. We have, like, the same version of a show coming out for a third oh, time. That's, that's true. Uh, so it, it, it might... I, I think I want to stick with the Brothers of Discussion and change... Maybe uh, maybe we'll have Brothers of Discussion uh, wrestling and Brothers of Discussion hockey or Red Wings. But uh, uh, one way or another, uh, the old branding of 75 and Woodward is, is going to go away uh, since we're only dealing with Red Wings hockey. But keep an eye out if you guys want to check that out. But if you're only here for pro wrestling, and why would you be here for hockey if uh, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for? You came uh, to the wrong spot. Yeah. Go to bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. That's where you're going to find the archives of all of our old episodes. Go to at bodpodcast for our Twitter. Uh, you can find our Facebook the same way, but of course, just search Brothers of Discussion. We have our brand new group we'd like you to join because we only want to hear from you. We're having too many one-sided discussions on the Facebook business page. And, of course, Facebook business pages are just hot garbage. Anyway, uh, uh, there's a burp. Uh, there's another one. Just had a bunch of beer and fish, so this is going to happen Ooh. throughout the episode. Nice. Um, and finally, please, uh, we don't do this enough at the beginning of the episode, but we want to be bigger for you. So please, go to iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, do whatever you can on the thing that you listen to our show. And uh, it'll actually help the show grow, it'll grow the show, and uh, we can we can start doing more for you. Yes. On our, our Right now, all of this is on a $0 budget, uh, yep. which which does mean we're in a losing venture right now. Um, <laughs> we're losing we are money. We're bleeding money right now. Yeah, so uh, please, 
uh, once we start to see those numbers grow, then we can start to give you guys a little bit more and, and increase the value you're getting from this completely free show. Uh, with that being said, Matt, Mike, it looks like we want to pivot into something uh, a little pokey. Well, if you know, if you're gonna, if you came here for hockey, go ahead and you know, still subscribe, but and then leave a comment that not a lot of hockey talk on this wrestling show. Uh, we just we need some interaction, so that's your opportunity. But Matt, speaking of getting bigger, speaking of getting harder, this week we got big news from John Cena. Huge. We did. We found out that he got a lot of boners when he was wrestling. And and speaking of boners, my. My, if you could hear the jingle in the background, um, my little dog just came <laughs> running into the room. He's he's our little boner. Um, <laughs> he's your little John we, Cena. Yep, we like to tease him. Um, we we like to tease here. We like to play. We have fun. Um, <laughs> God, so it was really distracting because normally he doesn't come into my office, um, but here he is. You know what I should have said? Speaking of coming. Um, yeah, that's what I then... thought you were alluding to. Uh, <laughs> but here take. it is. All right. Uh, back to the uh, subject at uh, hand. Now, who do you, do you think that Cena's most common feud is also the person who's felt Cena's boner the most times? Would that be Randy Orton Randy or Orton. CM Punk? Yep. I'm thinking Randy Orton. All right. I like where or, this is going. Or is this maybe the reason CM Punk left? He's tired of feeling... Seen his boner grinding across his leg. Yeah, no, you know, repercussions, no consequences, because he's John Cena. So he just yes. gets to rub his wiener on whoever he wants. All right, Mike, I couldn't help but think of the uh, Book of Mormon song, uh, Turn It Off, because John just kept talking about how, you know, he's in the ring wrestling, he gets a boner, and he just forgets about it. You know, you just got to not think about how you have a raging hard on uh while you're wrestling around with another dude and um you know i it's, it's all the power to him but <laughs> you just gotta bury that down deep uh if if uh i i definitely don't want to do uh i, I don't want to play that song um because Has anyone have you checked yet on youtube to see if there's a compilation video of all the boners seen his head over the years not yet. I, I figure we're gonna have to wait a week. It'll Somebody's putting it together. There's, yeah, there's somebody out there doing the the dirty work. Hopefully it's uh, Botchamania because I'm not sure I want my YouTube uh, profile to say John Cena boners um, in the search category. Uh, so we'll, maybe bo- maybe boner mania. Hmm? Yeah, we'll have maybe. to see. We'll have to hope that that goes viral. Um, <laughs> John Cena's boner. All right. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, uh, what I liked about Cena's answer is it was um, very dismissive of his boner. Uh, and also that he has the boner of like a nine-year-old boy, where it's like he just has no control over it, and it's just bonering all the time. <laughs> uh, well, I think that was going back to my earlier point. <laughs> I There's nothing wrong with that. But I think John needs to stop, like, burying it down deep. I think I think he's got some issues he needs to you know he needs to explore i think explore well, is I the best word he sounds very comfortable with himself but it feels like the next thing we're gonna hear is a story from nikki bella about how uncomfortable she was <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> he he who gave you a boner the big show ryback ryback gave <laughs> you a boner 
Come on, I had the better answer. In <laughs> the big show. Oh. It's got to be somebody just really, like, somebody that would make Nikki want to break up with you. Like, give you a boner that would just put her in the same league as this person. Looks wise. Wow. Yeah, that would be a lot to digest as a significant other. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's kind of a There's... good, um, like, kind of a transition, right? From, like, like a real heterosexual relationship and a homosexual. I think Goldust, that character, would be a great kind of middle ground where you kind of find yourself before you, um, you know, move yourself down the Kinsey scale, you know? I'm... Yeah, I'm sure Dustin would be all for it. I'm sure he'd uh, be excited to hear your thoughts on that, Mike, that you've decided he's ready to be a transitional period <laughs> for anybody who's uh, a little bi-curious. But, uh, I think, uh, you know... Speaking of Dustin we Rhodes... To, well, uh, <laughs> well, I also want to find out... Uh, Jesus who, Christ! Who knows about this? The whole world! The whole every... world knows about it, Mike. No, I mean, who knew before today? Like, which wrestlers were like, yeah, I know, Cena always had a boner. Well, I um, mean, it'd be one thing if we've heard, like, the stories going around of, like, yeah, you just, as a pro wrestler, you just got to know, you know, keep your knees out because you might have a boner at any time. Like, that's not a conversation that happens all the time. <laughs> like, that's not, like, in the wrestling documentaries of, like, yeah. oh, make sure, you know, Knees are square. Uh, bend them a little, cause you don't know what's coming at you. Is, is that a is that a, <laughs> is that a class that Matt Bloom teaches? <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> well, yeah, that was our drop from the uh, the Heart Dungeon. <laughs> so he's got to make sure you keep your knees square and pointed, cause you don't know what's pointed back at you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great to find out. Stu Hart and Matt Bloom have that on the itinerary. Um. I'm also pumped to see, like, who finds out, you know, like, if Randy was totally oblivious the whole time. And, you know, Cena's actually gotten quite a few boners from you. Just to see Randy's face kind of process it and be just just a little flattered. You know? Like, if the WWE Network wanted to be something special, they'd have one of their, their you know, mockumentaries come out and interview everybody that John Cena's face in his career. Uh, to see who, you know, what what's your take on this, Randy? <laughs> like, that should be the next mockumentary that comes out. Elias, that was great and all, but that, that would be some real <laughs> mockumentary journalism going down. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if, if I was in Cena's position, I'd probably have a boner most of the time. Like, your music hits, everybody's yelling for you. You know, it's pretty exciting. And then there's just a lot of friction down there. You can't help it if there's friction, right? Yeah. Who knows what's going through like your mind a, at that time? It's like getting a massage. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be completely focused on not snapping your neck or <laughs> breaking somebody else's. you got to be, <laughs> you know, your mind might start to wander. It's a very low-risk, low-pressure situation you're in. So. I think that's, that's, a, really, that's a really smart point. Um, Mike, I can't... If I am... God, I can't even. I can't even no, but think look, of look. a situation. You know, like where when you're I a could... little, you know, like when you're a little kid and you'll just fearlessly go up on the monkey bars. Uh, you'll climb the top of the swing set and take flying elbows off of it. Not even as a wrestler, just a little kid, and you're just fearless, right? Yeah. Well, you're just fearless, like, and then you grow up, and then you barely want to go up the staircase if it doesn't have a railing. 
You know what I mean? Because you're thinking about everything that can, can go wrong. But I also think when you're that little fearless kid, it's because you had a boner the whole time. <laughs> so part of Cena's ability to keep being a wrestler is he had an erection most of the time he was in the ring. Yeah, I can't confirm or deny that, but um, I'm, I'm ready to... <laughs> you ready to move on? <laughs> yeah, now that we're talking about little kids, I think it's time to move on. <laughs> I'm just saying that... Listen, I'm just saying. Don't take it down that road. I'm just saying that when you're little, you get boners and you can't control them. And then you're fearless. I wouldn't say you're fearless. I think you're more self-conscious than ever. That's when I went to the bathroom and locked the door. Not me. Fearless. Yeah, I was fearless. Ah, look at this. Um, so Fighter Fest is free. Woo! All right, thank you, John. It was a slow week. It's a slow week in the wrestling world. All right. Uh, so, Fighter Fest, AEW's second offering, Matt. Yes, as you were. Uh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I don't. You can't transition from talking John Cena's boners. Oh my God! All right, so Fighter Fest is free. I I thought the the topics of discussion on this. Where, I can't wait um, to play Two Truths and a Lie with Cena's boners. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I can't wait for Cage Side Seats to start putting out weekly rumors on John Cena's boners. <laughs> um, so uh, AEW announcing that Fighter Fest is free, I think is uh, is a great move, Mike. And and part of the reason is because I'm not super stoked about this card like I was for uh, Double or Nothing. Um, it, it is, it is kind of, uh, it's not a, you know, it, it's their second big show, uh, but it's, it, it is kind of throwaway with some of the stuff here and we still don't have any storylines being built up and it's a very short time between, uh, you know, the amount of time they, the, what, almost five months they took building stories on YouTube for double or nothing. Yeah. But, uh, uh the one thing. You know that's very telling is is Jericho not showing up. Um, that just kind of tells you, you know, probably the, the thought process behind should we just do this for free, um, which I think is a great idea. I think it's something that a new product, um, maybe not always a television product, but a uh, you know you get a, a new candy bar coming out, or or you get like a new energy drink, and you have like pickup trucks full of energy drinks being thrown out at concerts because they just want you to taste it, and you're gonna be addicted. So I think this is this is like a good, at least it's a good tactic for a show that's not giving you everything, but it's gonna give you a, a you know a good taste of everything that that AEW has to offer. Um, so a taste of everything, but not everything that's possibly you know it uh, uh, will be on TNT. You know, I I guess you know they're not giving away like big feuds or anything. We're not having Moxley versus Cody or anything like that. But um, I, I I like this, and, and of course to to double on you know Chris Jericho not being there that might have added to the decision. But uh, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna be excited to see Moxley again. I've been uh, I'd have to confess I've been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, for the first time in my life. Wow! And watching Moxley um, start his I don't know I guess campaign as the IWGP US Champion, um, and I'm excited to see him go up against Joey Janela. I think that was one of the names we brought up, uh, if I remember correctly, when uh, when Double or Nothing was all done and we recapped that yeah. show. Yeah. But 
you know, outside you know, of that, uh, a good move by AEW and, uh, you know, an okay card to be semi, to have a semi for, just to continue the theme of the show. Yeah, you got uh, Michael <laughs> Naka, Naka, Nakazawa, Alex Jabaley in a hardcore match. Cody, don't you call him by his last name, versus Darby Allen. Then you got a fatal four-way, Matt. Adam Page, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF. Uh, I think the brothers of discussion, we both kind of like MJF. Uh, the AEW Miz, if you will. And then a uh, big tag match. The Elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. are joining forces against the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, and mystery partner Ooh. i know that is kind of that is kind of exciting so that that'll be one reason to tune in for free plus it'll be on the streaming service so i can take a bunch of screenshots and not just take pictures of my tv so that'll be fun <laughs> um i hope it's just the luchasaurus i'm a big fan of that guy i you know what he did um a spot on tv or uh, uh, online with jungle boy where jungle boy couldn't reach uh the cereal on the top shelf and luchasaurus came up and helped i i think luchasaurus isn't he's he's if we're painting the lucha brothers as like the heels which maybe kind of not really i luchasaurus seems like a good guy i think he's he's like a kid-friendly character that um that we're all gonna fall in love with uh you know him him also doing a video with jungle boy is very telling you know and, and the whole realm of being a kid-friendly character there's no doubt in anybody's mind that that's what jungle boy is gonna be um but yeah it, it was really it was it was a sweet moment well, he, uh, that, he kinda, that would be my he, only he reminds back. me of an undertaker in the early 90s remember when he wore that white mask yeah it kind of like the the dinosaur mask kind of looks like that to me and is like his gait he looks like young undertaker but you know he's still got some of the lucha um offense up his up his sleeve up his dinosaur scaled sleeves um well, i'm wondering event. if uh, they announced the the signing of um Oh, help me out. Um, uh, Ty uh, Dillinger, but uh, what's his real name? What's your real name? Oh, Sean, Sean Spears. Yeah, so they announced uh, Sean Spears getting signed, so I wonder if he'll be a mystery partner or if there's another John Moxley on the way, another secret signing that uh, Ooh. has been rumored. Maybe that'll show up on Two Rumors and a Lie. Who knows? Ooh. But, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I think the, the long and short of it, Mike, I don't. I don't know. It's not going to be our favorite show of all time. I'm going to tune in just because I do want to support this company. But, um, yeah, if you, if you have not heard, AEW Fighter Fest going to be free for all y'all. All I, all I want, and we, the last match is Moxley versus uh, Janela. Um, I just just show a little more production value. I know I it's think free, we're going to get a little less. I know, I know, we're gonna get a little less, but I just please not the the deer in the headlights look for the commentary team. Yeah. Um, when there's a spot, let's watch the spot and not the reaction shots of the tag team partners, <laughs> or uh, the crowd, or the crowd, <laughs> and maybe an instant replay or two. Just those three things. It's okay. Uh, you know, those are my demands. I I think I don't think they're too lofty. Um, I'm getting a free show. I just. I don't want to. I don't want to hear people, you know, pissing and moaning that they don't have, you know, WWE's, you know, production budget and experience when putting together and producing a wrestling show. You know, the writing is questionable, but I don't think anyone can really doubt 
some of the like vignettes and montages that WWE puts together. I mean, they they make Lacey Evans look competent in promos, so they they're doing something right in that production department. Um, but you know what I'm getting at. So that's that's my piece, yep. Matt. I'm ready to move on. Let's move on to uh, Paul Heyman uh, has announced that there's no more announcing of the cash-ins of the Money in the Bank briefcase. Kind of like how it's supposed to goddamn work. Um, So going back to a couple weeks ago when I said things that we were, you know, talking about in regards to, like, the the scheduling of cash-ins or, like, somebody actually showing up to Raw when they're supposed to, this is just taking a whole nother, like, a whole nother level of, like, fuck you fans by now just saying, hey, everything we just did the last month, we're we're just kidding. We're just gonna do it like normal. We just wanted you to actually watch our show. Um, that's my problem with this. I I don't care about the story anymore. Um, about Brock cashing in, I just care about the fact that we as observers of this program were royally fucked and tricked into watching the the show, and 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 now it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I, at least they dropped the gimmick. Um, sometimes with WWE decision making, you have to kind of selectively decide, you know, am I going to be happy in the short term or God, maybe I'll be happy in the long term. Um, so I think in the short term, they wanted Heyman announcing cash-ins just so you'd, you know, give a fuck about Super Showdown. And now that that's over, we can kind of go back to the status quo. And so he's just like, all right, we're going to stop doing that. Um. So I, I get it in the short term, and then in the long term, this is this is this is the magic of the contracts, like gimmick. So it's it's good to just put the kibosh on that and cut it loose. Terrible idea. So good that they're back on the right track. Um, I'm happy. No, I completely agree. I I think too like this subject is is too negative, and I've. We were positive talking about Cena's wiener, and now, you know, we had a good moment <laughs> talking about Fighter Fest, so I don't want to dwell too oh, yeah, much on the negative, so let's let's jump, yeah, let's jump we're into heaven shit. We're coming! Um, uh, you know, without beating anybody, are now in the tag <laughs> tag title conversation, and, yes. and I think we, um, you know, we kind of teased about that a couple weeks ago, so it's not like they haven't been in this conversation. Well, we were but, worried, um, Matt. We were worried, because it almost looked like uh, our heroes, Heavy Machinery, friend of the show, that they were going to waste their tag title opportunity against uh, the people, the Planet's champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, at Super Showdown, and that is not the case, Matt. We're okay. It's safe. Well, okay, let me... So, was your... What... Let me ask. <laughs> was uh, that only, our, I'll our only real answer if you, concern? if you preface it with a hot tag. Mike, hot tag. Woo! I'm in. Well, I mean, if I'm going to do a hot tag, let me let me ask. What is the absolute worst case scenario for um, heavy machinery? Uh, a short one-off feud where they never win any matches that matter. Was that not our? That's my. That's still my concern. No, we're past Super Showdown. They've actually done multiple promos against Daniel Bryan. I think this is the third one now. This is real. It's happening. But they, they, did they fight? I mean, did I miss? They didn't fight for the titles though, right? Yeah, they became the Yolo Tag Team Champions. That's not no. What a one-off would be them. <laughs> losing the winner Daniel of the match Bryan and, and Rowan. New- 
Yolo County Tag Team Champions. So I think I think we're like we are right. Like they should win the titles, and I I don't. All right, new hot tag question, Mike. Second one. All right, I'm already in the match, but Matt's tagging me back in. All right, what do you got? <laughs> Why? Um. What I, I don't know. I think I just wanted another subject. I don't really have a hot tag. But another why? subject. Man, heavy machinery, and we have a positive segment about them. This is as good as it gets. But is it positive? <laughs> yeah, they're right in there. They're right in the fold. I don't know. I'm they're still... right there. They're right they're, in the hole. It's not a positive storyline until they win, like, an important match. Like... When I, I was disagree. all high on Drew McIntyre, I was still like, I was like, Ooh. oh man, they're doing this in the right direction. But every time I talked about it, I would still be like, caution myself. And I'd go, yeah, but they're still going to fuck it up. And here here we are, Drew I McIntyre mean, is now bodyguard. I, th- I think it's easier to do a, a high-level tag team push. I mean, my God, we've seen, the, we've seen the B team hold easier. titles. You, you know what? I was watching 205 Live today, which yeah. that means I had a lot of free time. And uh, it was a good show. Uh, but Chad Gable wrestled, right? And I'm coming back to Heavy Machinery. But when he was <laughs> wrestling, uh, uh, my boy, um, goodness gracious, my Vic, Vic, Vic Joseph my was man. talking about Chad Gable is the first, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but the first... Um, uh, uh, God, what is the phrasing? Because he's won the SmackDown Tag Championships, the Raw Tag Team Championships, and the NXT Tag Team Championships. Triple Crown? Yes. Tag Team Triple Crown? Yes. Good call, Matt. See, that's why there's two of us. You get, you get <laughs> half of one competent show. Um, um, so I just mean, <laughs> like, to see that fall from grace, right? <laughs> Like, I forgot Chad Gable had even been an American Alpha and that he was a champion. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that Heavy Machinery getting more than one quick title, you know, match against Daniel Bryan and losing, this is good. They're letting this marinate a little bit. We can drag this feud out for a couple months and maybe ultimately culminate in a Heavy Machinery victory. Who knows? Uh, I'm just saying it's 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 easier, and so many tag teams have won the championships that there's, there's hope for our boys, and the hope is a strong hope because even with heavy machinery's booking through NXT through the way they've been booked on them on their you know brief main roster presence the crowd loves them this crowd really gobbles up uh Otis's goofy ring work um they love his caterpillar they love his gyrations um that compactor finisher the crowd was actually oohing and on when all that man meat crashed down on the hapless former yolo tag team champions <laughs> yeah um but the other thing that i think you could be really optimistic about um and i would i do want to include otis did get a popski out in in um uh Jeddah when he did his shenanigans but tucky he's been getting a lot better on the microphone um he's kind of been the voice of reason and in the past, I think it, it kind of came off like Otis was the one with charisma and Tucky was just kind of there for the ride. But now now Tucky's almost like introducing and kind of, you know, being the voice of reason. And then Otis comes in with all the all the craziness. So the, the real dichotomy between the two, it's growing, man. It's getting better. It's getting stronger. Um, 
And if anybody can get somebody else over in a wrestling match, it's going to be Daniel Bryan. And he's going to be able to help get Heavy Machinery over the top. I'm happy. I just... I, I will say... So, right I slapped now my good. leg when I was done talking. I didn't know I could have just sneezed. But go ahead, sorry. Now it's good. I don't know how good it's going to feel in another month after Daniel Bryan wins and Heavy Machinery disappears. That's... <coughs> That's my point. So when they do disappear next month, I might not feel as good about heavy machinery. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Look. Tag Team Wrestling, Mike, is not dead. And, of course, as you're proving, they're taking some time and building heavy machinery. But we also saw this week, Mike, for the first oh. time ever. Oh, no. Two straight nights. Mike, what was your... Uh, out of the two six-man tags, we saw two three-on-three <laughs> tag matches. Yeah, which, I know. which one did you enjoy more? That's a tough question because I sincerely enjoyed both of them for different reasons. Yeah. Um, SmackDowns I liked because I, I have a was, theory, by the way, for why I, mine was my favorite. Um, it was they're starting a biggie. I, I miss seeing the New Day all together. All three members. I love watching their chemistry. It's so fun to watch those guys battle anybody. Um, Kofi with the athleticism. Xavier with his... I don't know what he's doing. His, uh, his, his moveset where his strikes are allusions to like Mortal Kombat and Final Fantasy and his goofy slipper shoes. Um, and then the power of Big E. And then when he uh, finally power slams you in the middle of the ring, you get to see those hips go flying. Those chocolate hips are flying. Um, he's licking the tongue. He's ready to go. We missed it. Um, but Matt, I am embarrassed to say that I enjoyed the Raw one because I honestly forgot Ricochet was on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so it was like a nice, oh yeah, Ricochet, I remember him. Um, I know he had that, I know he's doing that ongoing feud with Cesaro, but it just, the way he's kind of on the back burner and he just does, you know, short, nondescript promos that, you know, I'm a wrestler and here I come to wrestle. Wow. Think that all on your own? You know. Yeah. Uh, which, according to John Moxley, is not the case. He's just given bullshit to work with. Um, so, that reminder of Ricochet being a, amongst the best, amongst the trees of WWE. He's against a lot of beef. A lot of beef in that match. Um... It was fun seeing Ricochet be able to <laughs> be able to showcase his skills again. That's that was my favorite thing of those two matches. Well, I'll I'll say my favorite. I I agree with you. The the Raw three on three match was, and I I on Twitter I said this is the best three on three match this quarter. So that includes actually just, um, or no, I'm sorry, it includes uh, April. I was going to say just April, May, and June, but that's the whole quarter. Uh, April, May, and June. Um, I, I think it's the, the, the one that I'm actually going to remember that includes some baloney, you know, WrestleMania ones, uh, you know, post-WrestleMania ones, stuff like that. But, Mike, the, my theory here is that this was so, like, uh, what do I want to say? Just flying off the seat of your pants kind of set up, at least the storyline. I know that this, you know, they didn't just decide they were going to do a three-on-three -three because all these guys started doing promos. But what right. I mean is, like, there wasn't, like, a real 
uh, rhyme or reason to it. There wasn't like a, we have to make sure one of these guys gets over. It was just kind of like a showcase. And these three-on-three matches that mean nothing to the story going forward, you know, like um, you've got the New Day showing up, but there's still this, we've got to get Big E to showcase. we got to make sure that the bad guys look like bad guys kind of deal. But this this Miz, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Samojo, Bobby Lashley, and Cesaro match was like, let's remind everybody that these guys exist and give them all a spot. Like, they all get this opportunity to showcase themselves. And it's almost a nod to the fact that these three-on-three matches never matter because it didn't fucking matter. It just was good wrestling for 15 minutes or whatever, 20 minutes. Like, we didn't have this agenda that we needed to get through to make sure that this all made sense and... You know, like I mentioned, Biggie making sure he looks good and that the heels look heely. Like it was just, you know, throw some punches, do some power moves. Um, you know, showing the Clash of the Titans with Bobby Lashley and, and Braun Strowman. It was yeah. just like you got to sit there and kind of start drooling. You know, uh, and you didn't have to well, think was, too much. I think you're, I think you're right about that. It's just, I almost feel like one of the yes men in Vince's room where. I mean, we start we start Monday Night Raw, and I don't think we got a full. We don't get we didn't get a real match for like forty five minutes. So, for us to actually get, you know, a, a a real match where people are trying to win, um, and it's you know they have such a huge robust roster of skilled wrestlers. There's got to be some way to get these guys on TV. We already fucked up the first hour of Raw, and yeah, it was basically Lars Sullivan in a in a in three squash matches. So we buried the the Lucha House Party. Um, so we finally get some real wrestling, and it's you know we're we're almost you know what hour two and a half, um, and it's the best the best some of the best guys that WWE has like Cesaro Ricochet. Um, you know, a, a real, what used to be a real spectacle to watch when Braun Strowman would lumber out and he'd do those insanely scary power moves on the outside of the ring where he would just go full speed and barrel into you. That used to be a real visual treat, but the way he's been booked, you know, he's, his character's been diminished, but we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying, um, getting those guys, getting Samoa Joe, one of the best in the, in the roster and, you know probably the world um it was just nice to you know pretend you're at a house show for 15 minutes and just see some of these great guys go at it um it's it's definitely like you said this is meaningless like it doesn't move any feuds forward but i think if i was a paying fan who you know maybe i lucked into a ten dollar ticket and i walked into monday night raw as somebody who likes watching the drama of a professional wrestling match, I I, I get it, and I, I think the way these these rosters are constructed to be so huge, um, with you know, there's only so many segments, and people who can get segments every week. I it's a necessary evil, I think, and I understand it to to keep these guys from signing with the enemy, to keep them you know on TV, to keep them in your you know, uh, uh, you know, in the front of your brain that you remember that they exist. I think it's a necessary evil. So I, I, I'm trying, 
I'm trying to be positive. I, I, I like to watch it. I actually watched the highlight two or three times because it was fun to watch. Uh, both of them, respectively. The Raw and the SmackDown one with um, New Day. Um, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm really trying. I'm, I'm, shout out to Chris M., who's always getting down on people who are negative. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be positive. I think, I think you're very reasonable oh. with your approach. I'm trying. No, I, I think uh, you know your word use of 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 its of it being necessary. Like I, I don't think we ever need to apologize for feeling frustrated with the shows and the products that we watch. Um, but yeah, it's it's it is one thing uh, to have something that pretends like it's forwarding the feud, and it really does not. And the difference here of this raw three on three, it's not outright directly acknowledging <laughs> that this is a useless match but it definitely didn't pretend like it was doing anything more than just putting six guys in the ring together and i think i think that's a nod to how often we've had to watch these how many years it's been the same tv show week after week um yeah. and and at least you know all right we're not gonna pretend like this is gonna you know like the wwe championship is getting that storyline's getting any sort of push forward with that SmackDown three on three, uh, which was pretty good. But I mean, come on, it's yeah. it's just well, basically we're being tricked into watching a filler episode. Um, you know, like when you watch like The Walking Dead and you pretty much say all of season two is a filler yeah. season. But you you want the juicy stuff, and uh, not pretending that it's juicy is is kind of the right way to go. Well, look at um, you know what I'll say is one you know I liked Monday Night Raw because it was it was cool seeing Samoa Joe Ricochet you know all those guys wrestle right. The New all Day match guys. was more fun. All those guys. <laughs> the New Day match was fun because not just not just seeing the return of Big E who you know we love on this show. Um, it felt like there's some some sort of semblance, some tiny semblance of a story with New Day returning and then this gaggle of, you know, critics and jerks who are all gunning for Kofi. And then Kofi and his buddies, you know, trying to fight back. And then if you go to Wednesday, NXT UK, you know, one of my favorite matches on NXT UK, probably the last couple months, was British Strong Style versus the debuting in-ring Imperium. Um... And that worked. It was a three-on-three, a little bit different situation, obviously, because, uh, you know, it wasn't just a, a mishmash of faces versus heels. You know, they actually hang out together. Uh, I think Nigel McGuinness called it, If you like gang warfare, tune in. We're going to have British strong style. Yeah. Imperium. So that's, like, that makes sense. And that's sense. a good point, too, because, like, we, nobody would would sour on, like, the old Wyatt family versus the Shield or Evolution exactly. versus the Shield. Like, that makes sense. But it's the mishmash of random guys. Yeah, that's that's more the necessary evil, and I, I wish they could get to a point where it's it's more rewarding, um, storyline wise. You know, to have a situation like British Strong Style versus Imperium, because that that match was that was an A plus. I loved it. Um, uh, I mean, it was good. I would. <laughs> I, I, I stop I, it you're talking you, to a, your you're, you're talking to a card ever. carrying you're talking to a, a card carrying member of the mustache mountain t-shirt club so oh my god <laughs> i like that shirt but i pit it out so quickly because it's light gray instead of dark gotta, gray gotta give Matt a hard time for having ziggler t-shirts but mike 
Mike's got all the cool t-shirts. He's got <laughs> cool guy club t-shirts. Um, Just wait. Hey, I'm getting my heavy machinery shirt. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, Mike, I thought it would be a good idea because I'm the guy who watches SmackDown and Raw with it muted. And then if I see, like, an interesting promo has started, um, I put the phone up to my ear and I, I try and see if I can hear anything while my wife and I watch TV together. So, um, that being said, Alistair Black does his promos in a dark room, and I didn't even notice that it was on. So, c- could you <laughs> could you do me the favor and let me know why Alistair Black was turning into Hodor? You know, I don't know if I want to do that, because I, I know you like Alistair Black. I don't want you to lose respect for him like I did. <laughs> oh, please. <clears throat> for me, and for anybody that loves to hear, um all that juicy negativity um let me me well i'm paraphrasing but this this was (laughs) this uh this had moxley written all over it but basically alistair was stewing saying i'm here i'm sitting here here i am is anyone there that's me in the corner that's me in the spotlight Losing fan interest by the second. (laughs) You over there. You, yes, you. You get the door. Hold the door. Yeah, hold the door. Someone come in, because the door is held. And feud with me. Funsies. Well, actually, if you... If you talk a lot, and then you have Verners, you can actually sound a lot like Alistair Black. I, I have not worked on that impression at all, and I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. No, I, you should feel good. I mean, he's got <laughs> he's got a tough voice. He's got one of those, like, normal really guy gravelly. voices. Yeah. Yes. Just scratchy. Um, it's like if Igor was confident, like, yes, master. Um, but, yeah, he, he was basically saying, hold the door, hold the door. Uh, and trying to invite people to fight with him, so he uh, he still doesn't have any. He doesn't have a rival. He's he's just cutting promos in the dark. So I shouldn't review that because I didn't watch it live, but I will. Okay. My thought on the first thing that pops in my head is based the, in, 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 in only on what I told you. Yeah. <laughs> that a ten second paraphrase calls yeah. to the attention of the misuse of talent. Where there's a guy who we know has talent, and he's begging. He's begging for help. No, he's screaming for help. This is not a dance. And he just wants someone to feud with him. Like, let's let's take the storyline, let's take the TV show out of this. Well, let's just say, like, how sad is that? And he's just begging for a fight. But if we do judge it by the fact that there are hundreds of guys, uh, 20 of them every week are chasing after the 24-7 title... We have Lars Sullivan taking out Lucha House Party. I don't know why. Uh, Heavy Machinery is fighting for the Yellow Tag Championships. And Shane McMahon is on his way you know, to becoming uh, the first unified uh, SmackDown Raw Universal yeah, <laughs> champion. Um, what, you know, like, that's what that brings to mind. Like, a guy who his promo is begging for a feud and shane mcmahon takes up the first hour of smackdown um 
That's yeah, when you not include a good commercials, what is it, about an hour and a half show? It's 90 minutes? Yeah. Uh, Shane McMahon was 60 of those 90. <laughs> well, I mean, there's commercials that are in the first hour, so you, you could... <laughs> we could say half is God. still a lot. <laughs> Not to mention, like, after his match, then they still have him, like, walking up to the camera and, and talking with Drew McIntyre. You know, like, those little uh, throwaway segments before commercials kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's just way too much. And he's one of the wild card guys every week, switching every between Raw week. and SmackDown. Come on. Every week. Um, I know we don't want to necessarily go into that too deep, but that was that's my initial thought on the Alistair stuff. This is, uh, I don't know if 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 you want to try and redeem Alistair, but it doesn't sound I, great. Yeah, I'm not upset with him. It's a it's a you know it's a well, Dean Ambrose promo. You know what I mean? Redeem the character. I don't mean <sighs> like all of these times I've been. You know, Brock Lesnar. You know, fuck him when... for getting paid for this job. You know. <laughs> Well, it's so, it's so uh, I guess, forgettable and so brief. Um, you know, nobody's going to remember it. And hopefully when he gets an actual person to, to kick in the face with that black mask kick, I, I don't think people are going to really, uh, you know, dwell on this awful, weird Hodor promo. <laughs> uh, so I think he's safe in that WWE gives you so much goddamn content every week that you're going to forget um and when you see alistair fight i think i think he'll be okay especially because where the hell is aj styles uh this could this could be a spot where maybe those two can hang out with each other for a couple months something like that um i promise i will never forget (laughs) we're not gonna forget because it's in our show notes but uh (laughs) alistair i'm sorry this happened to you and better things ahead my friend Matt. end Go ahead. Period. Period. Um, I tried to put together some uh, kind of tougher hot tag questions here, and I-, I was trying to get a serious answer, and I could see you've already <laughs> taken notes and put a lot I of... I forgot I did that. A lot of I'm ridiculousness sorry. in there. Um, Go ahead. Ask him, and I'll give my uh, ridiculous answer and then my real answer. I think every week we get a, a new just chilling um, promo from Bray Wyatt where... You know, I, I, I think I tweeted it um, where my girlfriend, who is not even... I wouldn't even say she's a casual wrestling fan. She she just kind of puts up with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, she'll sit, she'll, you know, politely, you know, just crank up the sound on her headphones and play a game on her phone. But every time Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse pops up, she actually diverts her attention and wants to see what's going on. And this week we got the threat of the fiend to settle a dispute between Mercy the Buzzard and Ramblin' Rabbit. How is that even a sentence about professional wrestling? I, you know, now that you mention it, why were they still so scared of, of the fiend? And then Bray just went ahead and killed Ramblin' Rabbit anyway. And yeah, turned him I into mean, jelly. what is the fiend going to do that's worse than being turned into jelly? <laughs> But uh, you wanted to ask about the next step. So it's a tough one. It's a really tough question, Matt. Hot tag. Um, I might venture a guess. I'm going to make you guess first. But I want you to do a serious answer. One funny one. I'll let you do your funny one first. And then one serious answer. Matt, Bray Wyatt's 
first feud as the fiend who you got silly answer well i i picked shane mcmahon now it, god, it feels god damn it that's you, that's more of a smart serious <laughs> answer <laughs> when you introduce it as here's matt's silly answer and then everybody's <laughs> waiting on the edge of their seat oh it's gonna be good no, shane mcmahon gonna... <laughs> um no, I put that in there because I was angry at the time and I was taking notes. Don't take um, it out on my show notes. And I, I saw, yeah, I saw your second question. Um, <laughs> but the Mike, his first match is going to be against someone that can take the loss, is not as low as like Jinder Mahal, but I think it'll be Ali or you know Mustafa Ali if anybody needs any further uh, details. But. Um, yeah, I, I like that, or like um, I don't know. It's probably it probably is falling too do- too far down the well to say like a Robert Rude, uh, but I don't know if we're talking. You know, are they gonna try and sell him as face or heel? Is he is he just gonna be that middle character where I think Ali does work? And um, you know, it's it's not a guy who really needs to see losses pop up, but I think you need to do something a little more believable. But you can't do like Lars Sullivan. Right. That's another guy who needs to be built up. Um, it's just, yeah, it's 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 tough to put a finger on it. I know, you know, Randy Orton's a good one, but you don't want to handle that. I think I got a good one for you. Go for it. <clears throat> Shane McMahon. Now hear me out. No. <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you know what I'm going to say? And I think you might be a little surprised. I'm going to say AJ. I'm going to say AJ Styles. And I'm going to say that because you just we're going to try and get... Me. Yes. Are you surprised? No. No, yeah. yeah that I I am shocked by that answer because it goes against everything I just said. I would have never picked AJ. Well, I think AJ Convince works because me. he's not funny. So he's not going to be able to make fun of The Fiend. Um, and uh, AJ so proudly... Uh, literally wears his family on his sleeves, or I guess uh, along his rib cage. So I think it would be interesting to see Bray kind of cut these taunting promos where he recruits AJ's children into joining the Firefly Funhouse. I... So AJ's at his best, not when he's trying to be snarky, because, again, he's not funny. Um, when he's mad at people, uh, and he's kind of kind of focused on... You know, somebody who's making comments about, you know, like with Smojo, with Wendy. This could kind of be the next step where you have an amazing wrestler getting Bray Wyatt over. And there's going to be maybe some emotion behind the feuds with Bray um, uh, trying to recruit the the Styles brood, if you will. Let me, I, so I apologize, but let me. Are you about to whack, whack my mole? Yeah. You, you ready? Don't, don't joy whack a mole me. No! This is, All why right. you, this is why you don't want that, Mike. What? Well, what are you, some kind of mask-wearing uh, fiendy guy? Well, what's going <laughs> on over here? I, I'm AJ Styles. I, I ain't afraid of no mask-wearing uh, doofy head guy. <laughs> like, what the hell? AJ, like, it, um, I, I don't want to, you know, it, it is, like, wrestling-wise, I think it's a great pick. I just, I think... I'm not saying Mustafa Ali is going to do any better with the promos, but he can be scared. Like, I think he's at that point in his character building where he can see the fiend and shit a brick. I don't think AJ will be allowed to piss his pants. 
Okay, so you think it... Maybe this... Maybe this makes it a little bit easier for us to focus the answer, for a realistic answer. Do you think he's going to feud against a face or a heel? Well, that's is what he, I... Is, that, is I, he a heel? I, I don't think they're ready to touch that yet. I think he has to be something that the fans can cheer for because, I mean, it's, you know, getting a ton of views on YouTube and they know even if there's going to be fans that would follow along and boo him. There's going to be way too many fans that appreciate this promo work and the efforts. So I think he's got to go middle ground and do heelish things, but you know, he, he can destroy both sides. And I think that works for the character too. I don't think you want to define that character as something in particular. Like we, you've been talking about uh, for weeks now, how incredibly uh, the, the depth of this character uh how incredibly deep it does go so i i think it goes past good and evil right it it goes into a completely different realm that is terrifying but that doesn't necessarily make it evil so i think uh, i think it has to stick in this realm of of there is no good there is no evil but it's it's gotta you know it's it's scary what about a Sami Zayn? no that's perfect but I think it would be terrible for Sammy's, you know, build-up of, of his, uh, you know, the types of promos that he's been doing and, and trying to, like, make a difference or, like, trying to get people to think a different way. My hope is that Sammy's touching right now both championship feuds. My hope is that he transitions some way into getting involved into one of them. But, right. you know, that pie in the sky dreams yeah Uh i i think when you're talking first feud i think it just needs to be something that bray can win somebody can be scared like they have to tell the story of bray i don't think it can be something where we also have to focus on let's reintroduce everybody to aj or let's make sure sammy can get a little you know something from this too i think it's got to be complete domination from the get-go yeah yeah, um, I think that's yeah. I think that's kind of why Sami Zayn would be a better pick because uh, you got a chatterbox who can keep up with him on the microphone, um, and Sami Zayn as like the opposite of Roman Reigns booking, where they they don't care about his win loss record. He's they just as long as he's involved somehow with you know a, a main feud that they count that as a victory for him. So I think that would actually I'm gonna change my vote from AJ to uh sammy zane um and one question we're gonna skip this other one um the women's division matt on the main roster um we're gonna you know there's the four horsewomen who've been you know booked mightily uh, even though sasha banks doesn't quite agree let's lest we forget that she's you know main evented evolution she's in the hell in the cell She's the first women's tag team champion, you know, so on, so on. Um, but they're booked spectacularly. Uh, Becky Lynch right now was Becky Two Belts. Uh, she basically, she's the only person to defeat Ronda Rousey. Um, Charlotte, you know, uh, Big E even rec- uh, mentioned it this week that he's had almost as many returns as Charlotte's had championships booked. And he used the word booked. I don't know if you heard that or not, but it was, uh, got a pretty good popski from Xavier Woods. Um, and, uh, Bailey, uh, she's the SmackDown women's champion. Um, 
you know, also recently the women's tag team champion. So the four horsemen women have been treated pretty well. So I guess for, for you, Matt, I wanted to ask, who do you think, outside of that, who's been the most impressive here since uh, WrestleMania? Alexa Bliss. And she's carrying a, a story right now of... Was I supposed to think about it? You're doing right, fine. Whatever. Yeah, you're doing uh, fine. I love it. <laughs> I mean, she's always been talented in the ring. Uh, she does her moment of bliss where she has to pretty much carry you know a bunch of people who can't like, talk poorly poorly written bickering characters uh through you know a five ten minute segment um she thankfully got past the whole i'm gonna bang every man on this roster booking and now she's doing this cute thing with nikki cross and she's just carrying around a coffee mug and she's just being sassy and it still works so if anybody wants to put another wrestler in my face and say they're better um maybe they are a better wrestler but when it comes to the total package it's always alexa bliss yeah i uh i think that's a really good pick um, it's a boring pick too because she's there she holds the title when there isn't a becky that's blowing up or a bailey that makes sense you know like alexa's the one who should hold the title because she's a great heel when she needs to be she's a fun face She's good at building up Nikki, but, you know, I mean, that's why it's a, to me, a, it's almost cheating for me to say that. Well, you think that's cheating? Wait till you hear my pick. Um, I'm picking two people. I'm picking Mandy and Sonya as a team. Jesus. Wow, Mike. <laughs> All right. Um, did uh, you read like... the question you were asking? <laughs> Most they... impressive. <laughs> Good God. All right. Well, apparently Mike wanted to talk about Sonya and Mandy, so that's, just, that's our new subject. No, We're going to forget they've... that was the answer to the question. Outs I'm going to save you, Mike. Let's focus on Sonya and Mandy. Outside of, outside of Super Showdown, um, oh, they've had good God. showings on pay-per-views. Um, I really like their, their, um, their segments after the shows. And, you know, we saw the death of Ramblin' Rabbit this week, and we saw actually a second death this week uh, when Sonya destroyed Ember Moon's Nintendo Switch. <sighs> that's a tough... That's some real heel heat, I think. That is an unforgivable offense. Um, and in my heart right now, I know Shane McMahon is the big heel for you, but for me right now, it's Sonya Deville. That was... That was some ruthless shit. That was like tying Stephanie to a cross and you know, hanging her above the crowd. It was it was that memorable for me, and I I'm gonna hug my Nintendo Switch a little little tighter. What would have meant more if you know there's a little more emotion behind um, the breaking of the Switch? But uh... <laughs> I mean, Ember Moon did throw a trash can. Yeah, she did. Um... <laughs> If someone touched my PlayStation, I'd probably murder them. <laughs> so, Milo! I just didn't believe that that was her. Have you seen the videos online of like when a girlfriend will get back at her boyfriend and she'll delete all of his save oh. games? God, that's evil. That is how Ember should have like. It should have just been like she just sat there and like just like was you know shaking with anger and rage. And then she just should have beat the living 
goddess Sonya. Like, it... I mean, she should have, like, you know, been like the mountain from Game of Thrones and tried to, like, squeeze the eyeballs out of Sonya's head. That's yeah. how mad she should have been. Or it could have been, like, her... So the video I'm thinking of, the guy doesn't actually hit anybody. He just yells at his girlfriend to get out and slams the door behind her. Like, it's obvious it's a one-bedroom apartment. She's visiting. She got angry and deleted his save games. And oh. she's videotaping it because she thinks it's going to be cute. And he just looks at her and he says, get out. Get the fuck out. No, get out. <laughs> and she's laughing. And she's like, come on, I was just kidding. And he's like, no, get out. I'm done with you. And he <laughs> kicks her out of the house, shuts the door. Like that. I know we were talking about Sandy or <laughs> Sonia and Mandy. But actually, that's a cute. They should be Sandy. Sandy um, and Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, they, their couple names should be Sandy um but that that should have been ember's reaction it should have been just like when a nerd gets angry a nerd gets angry in a particular way yeah. not throwing trash cans but go ahead no um yeah i mean uh for the segments man we're pushing an hour already um, we are and, and i thought we'd we be like 40 played, minutes today we haven't even played our favorite games let's close out the show with something fun matt what do you got in store for me this week I gotta, well, I gotta get off the schneid. Welcome again, everybody, to Two Rumors and a Lie. I like to, like, really build that up so it's easy to find when I'm editing the show later. <laughs> <laughs> it's Two Rumors and a Lie. All right, uh, Mike, we've got, like we did uh, the last time we played, we've got some new categories for you. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about the new category I put together today, but we also have the old categories, that, and, and we may run into some trouble here if we keep only picking the new category. So I'll throw out my concern with that, and then you just you still pick what you want, but, you know, let that sort of motivate your decision. Um, but let's let's uh, let's go through our categories. So what Mike's going to get uh, are, uh, I think I've got five different categories here, and he's going to pick one of those categories, and they're going to match with three different rumors. Two of those rumors are rumors that I found online. One of them I made up off the top of my head, and the whole point to this whole game is to remind you all to be safe and careful with the rumors you find online. Um, you know, don't uh, don't just go re- retweeting them and sharing them because uh, chances are there's something that some doofus made up off the top of their head. With that, Mike, let's find out if you can pick out this doofus's rumor. Let's go through the categories. We've got uh, five weeks old now, Mike. If you remember, we had four weeks old last week. Uh, we have mixed bag. We have venues is a category name. Uh, we have women's wrestling. Ooh. We have the 24-7 title. Oh. And we have the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad booking decisions. Ooh. Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad decisions. All right. That's the new one. Woo! Let's do it. Mike, here are your three rumors and of course two of them i found online are quote-unquote real rumors uh and one of them i made up okay number one wwe made changes to monday night raw during the show this past week uh to account for the nba playoffs So changes in the story, in the uh, actual booking of the night. Uh, Nikki Cross is rumored to be in a Stockholm Syndrome storyline where Alexa does not allow her to leave her side, even going as far as harming her, only resulting in Nikki falling deeper under her spell. And number three, 
Shane McMahon, Mike, is being booked to beat Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship at this year's SummerSlam. Oh my god. Mike, those are your three rumors, please. You know uh, if you like, you like to usually cross off the ones that uh, you're yeah. for sure are real you know rumors. What? You know what? Shame on you if you made up that third one. So you better that better be a, a quote-unquote real rumor. Mike, that is a real rumor. You are still in the game. You've got two left. You've got the WWE succumbing to the NBA playoffs. Or is Nikki Cross just going to fall in love with Alexa Bliss, her captor? Wow. I'm going to say that I've never heard you in conversation say Stockholm Syndrome, Matt. That is a real one. You made up the NBA playoffs. Oh, Mike, I made Not up. Again. I, you, damn it! I really thought you were gonna get this one. Gah! God damn it! <laughs> I was so. Part of it too was like I was getting out of breath reading the one that I made up because I made it so long. So I was like, he'll he'll get that. Like he'll read that. I thought you were. I thought you were flip flopping me. I thought you opened with yours, and I <laughs> I dismiss it. Damn it! All right, give me one more shot. You want another one? I gotta, I gotta get one, right? All right. Well, let's, uh, let's just do this just to make sure everybody uh, knows what's going on. Uh, it was Nikki Cross um, falling under Alexa Bliss's spell. That was uh, my made-up rumor. So that does mean that this could possibly be real. That uh, Monday Night Raw was booked according to the NBA playoffs, and that Shane McMahon is being booked God. to face Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam. Again, just rumors, not real. Don't, uh, you know, don't get too worked up. But, Mike, uh, categories you have left, the 24-7 title, women's wrestling, venues, um, let me do... mixed bag, and five weeks old. Ooh, let me do venues. All right, let me just... Let me read these real quick, because it has been a while. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to struggle at reading one of them and have you realize that's the one I made up. Yeah, not practice reading all of them. <laughs> all right. I'm, all right, Matt, you ready? Mike, number one. NXT Takeover 25 was to take place in Saudi Arabia before the last second decision came from Triple H to have it in Connecticut. Uh, number two, WWE is postponing shows to focus on the wild card rule as opposed to ticket sales being the issue. And number three, the 24-7 title was rumored to have its own network special. But venues are not willing to allow WWE to book such a show. I don't think that you made up number two. I did not. <laughs> you did it. God, you did, are, I did it again. Okay, so you what are, are the first down, and third one. Yeah, you've gone. You've gone. Um, like I, I think I four in a row now. You've got it down to a fifty-fifty shot. How many coin tosses can I lose? All right. So <laughs> what? What are these again? <laughs> you want to? You want to know the best part? When I first read, read these, I was like, which one of these did I make up? So there's, Son of NXT, a bitch. <laughs> there's NXT TakeOver 25 was to take place in Saudi Arabia and Triple H changed it at the last second. Or is the 24 7 title rumored to have its own network special, but venues are not willing to allow WWE to book such a show? 
Now these these are both in the realm of wrestling rumor possibility. Yep. But you gotta ask yourself. Are they really trying to book venues? And were they really thinking of bringing the NXT crowd over to Saudi Arabia? Well, that didn't help. That was two really good excuses for either one. <laughs> um, NXT TakeOver in Jeddah or... <laughs> 24-7 event. Uh... Matt, I think... Jesus. I think that I you... Think, I, I think we're gonna need a time limit. <laughs> I think this one's really tough. Um... God, what would Matt make up? The Triple H NXT TakeOver... Or would Matt make up a 24-7 network special, you said? you read that one again? 24-7 title is rumored to have its own network special, but venues are not willing to allow WWE to book such a show. You made that up. I certainly did! You did it! You finally got one! Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Oh, yeah! I hope the whole time you were Google searching... (laughs) <laughs> all the different things that I said just to see which one you oh, can find. Oh, man. This, <laughs> this feels good. Oh, my God. You know, well, that, I feel like I need like a new song if you get it right, but um, we'll just play the same old music. That, that sounds easier for, for good old Matt. Um, so well, how they, about this? You've been doing the NHL theme. Uh, you've been sneaking into our show, you little rascal. How about just for this one? Can you sneak in the uh, the NBA theme? That sounds like way too much effort. <laughs> hey, there it is, folks. You're here, right, man. Take us home. Uh, that's exactly how the NBA theme sounds. Take us home, man. Oh, uh, well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know what Mike was doing there. Go to BODpodcast.com, BrothersInDiscussion.com uh, to see all the archives and all the old episodes. Uh, you can hear Mike singing more songs. Uh, go to at BODpodcast and listen to our... Uh, uh, I can't even focus with this going on. But it's our Twitter and our Facebook. We have our uh, Facebook Live Discussion group. Uh, you can find it through our Facebook page. <laughs> And of course, go to whatever uh, medium you're using to listen to the podcast and subscribe, rate, and review the show. It'll help us get bigger, and uh, we can start to give you more value for this free show. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Brothers Discussion. Oh, yeah! We're coming! (laughs) Bye, everybody! Signing off. Goodbye. And good.
Nein. Nein.